If you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggled to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. Well, we get to welcome Joe Fear today as our guest. Joe's an American entrepreneur, podcaster, investor, marketer, mastermind host, speaker, and author. He's best known for his podcast, Hustle and Flowchart, co-hosted with Matt Wolf. Fear began his career in business consulting and video sales in the San Diego area. I'm just so excited to have Joe on the show, and he shares so many marketing secrets and just ways to uh, grow your business by um, collaborating and partnering, and of course, growing your podcast. So help me welcome Joe Fear. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining me on the show today. Just uh, looking forward to a great conversation. Same, Robert. Thanks for reaching out, you know, making this happen, and happy to be here. Yeah. What's, what's to come? Because I, I, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So I uh, I understand you're a bit of a mother's boy, and uh, mom's mom's kind of a driving force for you. Could you uh, share with us a bit about that? She is and has been, you know, especially, I mean, my dad has it as well, you know, but yeah, my mom, in terms of like the, yeah, the drive and business and you know, probably going way out of my way to do things than I probably, I don't know. She's just like that motivated, spontaneous one. So uh, that's always been inbred in me throughout, you know, obviously upbringing and, and work and actually worked alongside her at one point in a corporate gig too. So I kind of saw a different side of her. I was like, Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> but also <laughs> nice. I've learned a lot of how, like, I don't need to do some of that stuff too, but that's been my own, you know, work <laughs> over the years and experience. Nice. Now, obviously, you've, uh, you know, coming out of college, you found a pretty good partner and just being able to kind of do your own thing pretty much oh, yeah. from, from the get go. Um, how I mean, I don't want to say how you fall into that, but <laughs> how, how'd that come about? Yeah, man. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about my business partner and he's my best friend, Matt Wolf. He's uh, just right over there. I was just chatting with him. And yeah, it's shoot, we, we met each other through buddies. We were playing in bands, you know, we both play guitar and, and, uh, our mutual friend basically connected us. We hit it off, you know, Matt and I did. And I was actually working at a shoe store at the time, famous footwear. So I was, I was the guy selling the shoes, ringing everybody up. And his mom came in and he was like, Hey, yeah, Matt said you work here. Like his new friend. And she's like, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty good at this stuff. And with people, you should work for us because they had a, uh, a shutter manufacturing company, interior shutters, uh, window shutters. And um, yeah. And so I ended up working, kind of doing the calls and doing some stuff in their office, basically doing their office stuff. And uh, that's how on the on the off hours, Matt and I connected further about blogging and making money through Google AdSense. You know, they would pay us for for basically people clicking on our ads and stuff like that. And that got us going in deeper. We're like, what else can we do online? You know, and we just always have had kind of this uh, growth hacker, you know, like kind of like gig 
mindset going throughout everything. Yeah, Matt even more so online. So he kind of like brought me into the tech world and I've always been kind of the people and, you know, connector dude. So that's how we've always grown what we're doing to where we're at now, you know, almost 15 years or I think more than 15 years after that point. So it's, it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, and, and it kind of set you up like up until uh, 2008, it was kind of a side hustle. That's, right? Yeah. You've done your research, man. <laughs> You're good at this. Yeah. It was a side hustle. That's where we were doing the blogging at first. Yeah. And that was while I was, I was working that job. You know, Matt still was basically running the whole factory at that place. So he was like head up, you know, very high up in the, in the family company. And, um, I was, yeah, I was going to school, university, you know, getting my marketing degree, which come on, am I really using that? I mean, I do marketing, but it's totally different. Um, but yeah, and then it was all side hustle until right after college, I graduated and basically got married. I think, I think it was right before then it was all like, it was either married, graduated or graduated, married, and then quit a corporate gig, you know? And, and, uh, it was kind of like, wait, I was doing it all backwards. You know, it was like, I was <laughs> just doing it all totally backwards. And then that's where I just like, no, this, this internet marketing, this entrepreneurship thing is too good to not pursue. And, uh, and I believed in, you know, my, my business partner at the time and, and just still good buddy, Matt. And we're like, we could figure this out. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah. Well, and, and basically the shutter company went away, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, unfortunately, because you know, that, that was a whole, I, and I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't even be able to verbalize all the details, but basically that, yeah, the company went under, I ended up leaving before that to, um, I was just getting overwhelmed. So that was still when it, before I jumped in deep, but Matt was basically there for a long time and dealt with some, you know, some craziness. It's just totally different business. It's, you know, a physical factory business, you know, him, especially seeing the inside workings of the material costs, the overhead costs with the building and the books and firing people like, you know, managing 40 people at a time and, you know, think it's just crazy. So then like, that's why, you know, we're always looking at our business and what we do is like, man, it's just two of us really, you know, we, we have team members when we need them for certain things, but it's so lean and mean. And that's the way business should be and is these days, if you allow it to. So, Absolutely. Well, yeah. now it's you know, obviously supporting both your families. Oh, tremendously. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that. that's pretty cool. And, and you guys do take a, a quite a different look at, at marketing, right? I mean, Oh, you know, there's the typical way to monetize a podcast, you know, with uh, affiliate affiliates, you know, and and then, of course, sponsorships. But you guys don't really do it that way. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we pride ourselves on just doing stuff different. We're always liking to experiment with new business models, things. Uh, well, here's the thing. Our, our drive is always to give away our best stuff for free. So we're not trying we, we never want to gate butin like a content that's going to change someone's life for the better because our our mo our mission with our podcast uh hustle and flow chart is basically to improve the lives of a million entrepreneurs uh in some way you know make their lives easier and also show them where the world is going in business and in marketing and and because we have this interesting insight so uh i kind of got a little off course <laughs> tangent there but all that's to say is yeah, we do it different. Yeah. Monetizing different, you know, affiliate marketing is a big piece. We're, we're promoters. So we like to give away our best 
content, valuable insights, um, you know, tactics for doing something. And, um, and the way we'll lean on for monetization is promoting maybe a software tool that would really complement their business or make their life easier. Or, or maybe it is a sponsor or a brand partnership kind of arrangement where we're talking about, uh, you know, some type of food or a beverage even that's like, you know, it's like a, Hey, us entrepreneurs, you know, and business owners, we're busy, but we still got to take care of ourselves and our mind. Well, and this, this is how we think, because we could support brands, get paid for that, but also still give our best stuff without, you know, anyone losing in that. Well, and then even how you do affiliate or, you know, like software that you guys use and promote, you, yeah. you don't just say, Hey, we use this software, go get it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's right. our affiliate link. Right. <laughs> That's the that's the easy way, but that's the way that doesn't really yeah. It's not a long term effectiveness. Yeah. So we, yeah, the way that we'll do it is we're we're gonna go create content around it. We're going deep. You know, we're gonna create a podcast episode with the founder of the software tool and get their insights and what pumps them up, why they made it. Um, we're gonna write blog posts, YouTube videos, rank for all that stuff, so people when they search, uh, you know, the the like Thrivecart, for instance, this is an example. If anybody did want to look this up, you could see if you type Thrivecart in Google or YouTube, we're going to be pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know, you're going to see videos of one of us. And and that's because there's certain tools we'll, we'll, we'll almost treat as our own. You know, we, we kind of become their marketing force. And we enjoy that because we could still teach. You know, we can give away our best of strategies and then say, hey, well, the shortcut or the way to do this is get this tool. <laughs> and and it's going to make every, you know make you more money or make your life easier you know save you time productivity whatever that solves that thing solves absolutely and and really your your partnership isn't just necessarily affiliate um, sometimes they're they're just plain supporting your your work true there's a lot of folks that do that yeah i mean there's we'll and we'll do that for others too it's like that's the cool thing is i think the the way that marketing and the world is going is more collaborative and you see that in you know podcasting a lot of people guesting and giving away you know stuff to each other's audiences promoting uh, but that's that's the way that you know good partnerships in general that's where business grows and communities grow is that you kind of create evangelists create fans and you become that of other companies and you kind of realize there's there's so much attention and, and money in this space that everyone's going to benefit if you allow it. it. Doesn't have to be competition, but like, oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's a perspective shift. But like when you actually lean into it, you're like, oh yeah, this actually works. And then opportunities just flow everywhere. And then the problem is too many opportunities. Which one do I choose? You know, right? How do you, how do I narrow them down to to have the best one that can serve my audience? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So obviously you're the connector you're the you're the the people guy hanging out at starbucks having having <laughs> coffees um what uh i guess what's what's what drives that inside you mm, good question yeah that's <laughs> you remind me or at least well yeah because i haven't thought about this in a while because everything is true that you just said i don't go to starbucks so much because of their burnt coffee but <laughs> um you know some other some people like their expensive burnt coffee, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't judge, but um, not for me. So, but I have a vision actually to start a coffee shop in the future sometime mm. where I could just kind of hang out, not do the coffee stuff, but just be the guy that's just chilling out, you know, and, and bringing friends. And that's, so you nailed it. Um, the thing that drives me is 
I've always been that guy. I've always been the kid that had a lot of friends. I always was curious to hang out with the older kids, the ones that I thought knew more, you know? So, and I find myself still doing that. I'm hanging out with the, the people that are, you know, there's, there's some billionaires we know, multimillionaires. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with them because I'm not going to understand half the stuff they say, but I'm sure as hell going to learn some stuff and I'll apply it someday. <laughs> so um, the drive, I think, comes from probably a little bit my mom, but more my dad. So I got to give him credit because he he was definitely that guy as well. And didn't really realize that until after he passed a couple years ago. So I, I was able to kind of analyze where did I get all these treats from? So 100% that was a dad thing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when obviously, as you guys have been building the podcast and maybe even when you were building the blog, um, reaching out to people that feel like, you know, billionaire, millionaire, you know, way, way out there. Yeah. What, uh, what, what worked, what helped you, you know, make those kind of connections? Hmm. That's a, yeah, I'd say the glue, the thing, first thing it pops out is the mindset, you know, it's the perspectives, how, how my value shows up to the world and how other people see that value. And because a lot of that is, I think for a long time, I didn't realize my value of being the connector, being the one who, I don't know, just kind of approaches it from that kind of collaborative sense. And that's some weird superpower that a lot of people, I guess, call me their best friend. Like <laughs> I kind of break down the barriers, but that allows me to kind of lean in on that so I can kind of go in on that superpower. But it was a mindset shift. It was believing that you know, this is how other people see me, that I have the right connection, the skills, the, you know, resources to pull this thing off. And that typically the thing is just, I'm holding myself back. You know, it's like me not giving myself permission to go reach out to this person or to answer this email and not think I have to like solve the problem in the first touch. Cause <laughs> that is one of my things that'll like stop me in my tracks. It's like, no, just, just kind of inch it along, you know, and, and, have a meeting, have a chat, you know, go meet up with someone or, and then, uh, I feel like things will just develop if you kind of allow yourself to, that's, that's what's worked for me. So what helped you make that mindset shift? Honestly, it was just doing it, but a lot of other people, like I've had some mentors, uh, Roland Frazier is one that sticks out. He's one of the partners at digital marketer, scalable, large marketing company. And he's in a mastermind with me locally here. And some of this stuff, you know, like there's like, you know, he was asking us about, you know, project goals for a launch or all these things. And, you know, he just certain people like him, like he's one of those that if he's not a billionaire yet, he's going to be there in like a year or whatever. You know, he's that kind of guy. And he was like, the only thing stopping me was just mindset. Like he just called it out. Yeah, because he knows us. He knows me. And and I, I forget the context, but the whole thing was is like. It's just mindset is the only thing that's stopping you. So if you can get past whatever mental blockage, because we all have our own thing, some trauma, some whatever thing we got to like uncover. Sounds all woo woo sometimes, but it's like you start going down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what always like makes me procrastinate. Let's figure out what the hell's holding me back and let's go fix that. Because once I like get rid of that thing, then a whole wave of opportunities and things pop open to you. It is crazy how a lot of people consider it woo woo and yet it works it totally works label <laughs> whatever you want but it's like do something about it you know because <laughs> it's your own self yeah so you mentioned roland as a as a mentor what what other ways have mentors been valued with you or mentorship as a as a tool yeah 
I mean, I've, I've seen just people in my network, you know, friends as mentors throughout my life, you know, like I, like I was saying, always hanging out with the older kids at school and stuff. I did that because I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Like with one group, it was a whole music group. I was like, man, these guys are great musicians. So they were my mentors. So I always kind of like, I think it started at a young age like that, but in business, we're always in a couple masterminds. You know, we have a couple that we're typically floating around in. Uh, Roland happens to be in a couple of them, actually. So, but, uh, <laughs> it helps once you're in a good one, then you find other ones, you know? So that goes with everything in life, you know, waterfall effect kind of thing. But I mean, just having the the ability to uh, have trust with someone, like I would say, you know, masterminds help initially because it's not a one-to-one thing. So I'd probably say start there or start with a group of folks that you can kind of have your own little click, have a, have a little, uh, you know, Slack channel, discord and something where you can communicate often text chain. Um, and then see that as like your little, your, your mentor group in a way, you know, but it's also a way, you know, maybe you have people from different disciplines, different areas of life that you can kind of serve each other. That's how I've always kind of played it. Like, Oh, you helped me with this. Well, I can help you with this. And you can each other kind of be a mentor um, and then grow that up into maybe a, an official one or even one like with Roland, I want to call it an official. It's just like, hey, he's helped me a lot, very directly. And um, and we have helped him too on the podcast side. <laughs> so I would say it goes both ways. No. <laughs> but- well, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, any legitimate mastermind w- would absolutely do that. So someone listening is is you know building their business, growing their business, and they don't have a mastermind. Um, what would you tell them? If they, yeah, I would say just kind of like what I said is, is go back to who are the people you trust? You know, who are the ones that get you on whatever level you're trying to be gotten at? You know, like, are you, you know, if it's a business thing, yeah, figure out who are the one, like, who are the people that you want to be around and who can be maybe a promoter of yours or, or see the gaps in your business. So, you know, you're getting that outside perspective. I think that's the biggest thing is getting eyes from away from yourself <laughs> because it's very easy to just lock yourself into a room, but it's also very easy to see all the cracks in, you know, what you're building unless someone else is like calling you out. <laughs> so I would just find people you trust. And then the more you, more you do that, you'll get referrals to other good groups. Nice. So obviously you like fun um, <laughs> and what, what kind of fun things, what do you like to do in your free time away from, Away from hustle and flow chart, and maybe away from Matt. Oh. Yeah, away from Matt. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll whisper this response. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, luckily, you kind of said it earlier. Like we we engineered this thing to support our lifestyle first. You know, that's really what we did all the way from the day one. And you know, everything in. So I'll, I'll start with the business, but then I'll also go out. Like starting with the business, like we have. There's a sticker here. Matt brought this in. So credit to him is like, we have these things that say, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. There's labels like all over the place with that. And um, it's just a mindset thing again. Like we got to have fun with this because we're choosing to do it. So, uh, you know, Matt and I, when we're at the office, we're usually hanging out kind of like buddies, just talking about the cool stuff we're learning. And that's fun. Like we made business fun and the conversations on our podcast, which basically is all of our content and marketing. That's fun. So we engineered the fun in the business, I think, pretty well. And we'll continue to do that. But outside, my kid is super fun. She's almost two. And yeah, she's like, I mean, I'm finally, I think, past a lot of, you know, she now has a personality and I can kind of 
rough her up a little bit too because she's that kind of girl so she plays hard i love that man yeah yeah the kid out in me honestly she's like having me rediscover fun that i that was a little dormant over the last handful of years had a, a lot of other stuff going on before her but i would say she's she's the shining star man nice i love that yeah, yeah i understand the the whole i had two kids and until they were two and could tell me what's wrong and what we're going to do, what we're doing, they yeah. were they were mom's problem, and not that I wasn't not that I wasn't helping or, or around, but I could identify with them after after they could tell me stuff, and so yeah. it was a lot better deal. <laughs> Good, yeah, I'm in the same. You know how it is. The mama phase is real. I'm still in it, but at least she can voice out what she wants. <laughs> Ab- absolutely, you know those first those first two years, my job was just if I was in in charge it was keep her keep the kids alive and then yeah yeah place clean or not on fire (laughs) that's right yeah absolutely so now i'm now i've got the grandpa role so it's a little different but yeah better right that's what it is it is absolutely worth worth the effort (laughs) i'll be there one day (laughs) yeah absolutely so you mentioned uh obviously mindset a lot and and uh how Obviously, you've had a lot of confidence in yourself, um, but developing confidence to have conversations to shifting that to confidence in in business. um, How has that grown? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I think your research is impeccable. (laughs) I'm serious. Uh, So thanks for doing that, because that's the confidence came. I would say a lot from the podcast, having these pushing ourselves for you know, the types of uh, well, first, the topics, you know, like we typically talk about things that we don't kind of dummies on, you know, like we're, we, we want to learn selfishly. That's kind of why we started it. So why not learn from the best, you know, the people that we know that's where it started, but then we realized, you know what, we can, we can reach, you know, we can start going for the folks that we've seen as our mentors, but from afar from like, you know, uh, some, some maybe product that they launched in the back, you know, some marketer that we followed or whoever, but just doing that, I think the act of doing that and always reaching and feeling like, oh, if we ask, we have a pretty good opportunity to get a yes. And then once we have a yes, oh, shoot, now we got to bring them on the show or we get to bring them on the show. And it's just practice, honestly. You know, like we're like this week, we're having um, Brian Dawkins from the Eagles. You know, he was a you know, big NFL player and he's he has a book coming out. But I'm like, he's a Hall of Famer and like he's on a book tour kind of thing. But like the fact like, He's a like he's not one I've followed a lot, but I'm like, that's cool because in a lot of people's eyes, he's a he's a freaking star. Um, we've had big authors like I can't even count the number of New York Times bestsellers we've had on the show, and not saying to collude or anything, but it's it's actually fairly simple to get them if you ask. <laughs> but, well, and, and you have the audience right now. You've you've built helps. up the credibility and you've built up the audience. Yeah, because um, I know you you recently had Dr. Cialdini. And uh, awesome, and I did get Dr. Cialdini to respond, but my podcast isn't big enough yet to, ah, to okay. satisfy Harper Collins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's so, books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, which, you know, I, and, I, and I get it. That's good. You know, yeah. I, I understand that the yes lives in the land of no. So I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm you good with it. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So he was an example of one that we've actually looked at and looked up to for so long since the very beginning. He was one of the first books influence. And um, yeah, the opportunity to chat with him last month. And now 
you know, we're on a we're on a Bob level with him, which is not a Dr. Chow D. I was like, huh? <laughs> so I'm like, that's cool. But yeah, genuinely amazing guy. And that's the thing. You you understand, oh wow, they're just people too. And they have, you know, their flaws or their insecurities. And it's like just I think that was the shift over time is like just be me. Like just show up as you, you know, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, and and my intention, I, I started, I'm a business coach. It's primarily, you know, entrepreneur coaching was, is what I'm doing. And the yeah. podcast was kind of a, a promotion tool, kind of the same, similar, right? How can I serve my clients? How can I get some other people that yeah. can, you know, add influence? And I've just asked a question at the end of every, after every episode's over is who, who do you know that would make a great guest and mm -hmm. you'd be willing to introduce me to? And within the first 10, I had um, um, Frank, uh, and he's a Super Bowl player from the Washington Redskins. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's just those connections just start happening. And, you know, I was originally doing one show a week, and now I'm doing four shows a week because I've had so many interviews, I, I can't keep stockpiling them. I just got to put them out there. Um, <laughs> you got a good problem. So you figured out, like, yeah, you got the inflow. It's taken it's taken on a life of its own and and didn't that. necessarily plan it that way, but it's kind of it's, – it's actually one of the coolest things about what I'm doing now is my job is these conversations oh, and, yeah. and and learning from, from people like you and, and Matt and, and – uh, and just figuring out how, how much we can keep sharing th these stories and how these stories connect with people and help them yeah. grow their business, grow their lives, you know? And so is this one of the, like, cause I mean, it sounds like you've been, have you been doing this a while for the business? You're, you're recording 52, the podcast launched in August. Well, actually uh, the, your business coaching, like uh, 2018. So three years I've been, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I made a commitment in January of 2020 that's oh yeah, we're gonna get the podcast. I bought the Roadcaster Pro and all the mics and <laughs> everything. And then the pandemic hit and I like, well, and yeah. I let it I let it go. I should have should have dove right in then. That's my only I'm not a regret guy uh, at all, but but I was like, oh a year ago would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean so. let's be honest though, the podcast listenership was down and during like the peak COVID era, like during 2020 and it's come up. So yeah, cause no one's in there. No one was in their car driving around. Bingo. So I mean like you didn't miss out on much. You're good. I, you I probably had this, more important stuff going on. I had the same problem with audible. I, I did all my audible reading in the car. That's right. <laughs> I've got 12 credits. Cause no, I didn't have that many, but it yeah, felt like the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> it was only, I think maybe three, but still they were, oh. I was definitely behind. Uh huh. For sure. I know the feeling. <laughs> had, had to be more intentional. Yeah. So on the, on the personal development side, you know, obviously your own personal growth and, and obviously your guy loves to grow, loves to learn. Yep. Um, what, what else have you done to be intentional about, about growing? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to take it to my dad. So about two years ago, losing my dad to suicide actually is how, um, yeah, that was, that was really bad news. That sucked. And that was, uh, two and a half weeks before I had my daughter. So oh. bang, bang, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. And, but I would say that set me on and and I've definitely was doing like the whole personal growth stuff prior to that tremendously, but now I had an intention, you know, I, I clearly saw there's, there's some stuff that like patterns that I want to break things that I didn't know about myself, but I saw in my dad, you know, that led him to his decision. 
but also, you know, I saw stuff from my mom, like I mentioned earlier with uh, stuff she's taught me through, um, you know, achieving and going hard and all that stuff. But also I, I noticed I'm like, some of that stuff I can let myself off the hook for because I was kind of stressing myself out because I think I was always on and in business and entrepreneurship. You can't like there's endless opportunities and things. So I would just drive myself nuts. It's probably why I'm so gray at like 36. <laughs> so, um, but the whole thing is like uh, this last couple of years, I've been on like this whole intention to figure out what are these chains and th- patterns that I don't like that I saw show up in my dad and my mom and, you know, and obviously it carries over to my wife, her family. There's all these like kind of links and because now I have a kid and, you know, I don't want to pass on some of these things that are glaringly obvious to me, um, at least through times of reflection. So a lot of meditation, a lot of just journaling, getting like, what are, what are these things that have been swirling around and how can I kind of put a picture to them is, is what I've done a lot. And that was my growth. I mean, I've done, a lot of breathing. There's a lot of tools that I'll have as well, you know, like breath work, uh, movement, uh, just a lot of simple stuff, honestly, but like with intention that, that it pops out like what I kind of wasn't aware of, I'd say like prior to. Man, that that's so, there's so much wisdom in, in what you're, what you're sharing just mm-hmm. because um, so many of us just go through life and don't recognize the patterns that have been passed on to us. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you don't recognize them, you're not aware of them, then you can't break those patterns and you pass the same patterns on to your kids. And yeah, um, so having the wisdom to to recognize those patterns and intentionally say, it's not like saying, I'm not going to be like my dad, because that's yeah. when, when we say that as you know, growing up, I'll never be like my dad. You're going to end up exactly like that because <laughs> persist, right? <laughs> yeah, because because you don't you don't have you don't have the wisdom and awareness to break that chain and to recognize that. And so, yeah, man, that's so powerful. I'm sorry that it was such a negative event that brought it about for you, but yeah. good for you to turn it into something for your growth, but also that you're going to pass on. Obviously, it'll make you a better husband. It'll make you a better dad. And it'll free your daughter from from those burdens, right? And obviously that you won't create others, but it'll be, <laughs> yeah. be easier to deal with. I mean, human, truth, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, thank you for for seeing me and the whole situation for how I've I wanted to be seen because that's exactly how I look at it. And that came through a lot of late nights, dark nights, you know, you know, really reflection of man, there is so much going on that, that most of us just never realize unless you actually shine a light and it's like, you got to be brave and probably have a good intention reason, maybe backed up in the corner or whatever situation to actually do it. But I mean, man, like there's, I think all of us have some little dark corner thing that we could, you know, let's shine a little light on that thing. And like, let's, let's clear up some cobwebs over here because life easier. And right. The powerful thing is it does make life easier. Right. And and it proves to you, I don't have to keep stuff in the dark corners anymore. That's the that's the real power. Is yeah. yeah so go Marie Kondo that thing, you know. <laughs> Get it out of there. You don't need that crap in your house anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm the order type, by the way, is my wife that does all that. <laughs> Thank God I have her <laughs> and Matt. Well, I'm I'm I might be borderline hoarder for sure, because there's <laughs> There's way too many notes and way too much stuff stacked up. <laughs> All right. That's where I got to say Matt is a hoarder more so than I am because, <laughs> but a good hoarder, information hoarder. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they, they only work if you use them, though. <laughs> and he does, so that's why I'm like all and, for that. <laughs> fantastic. So you mentioned journaling. You mentioned um, uh, meditation and, and breath work. Do you have a, a daily routine that you? Yeah, I have a pretty good one that I'm. I'm, you know, part of my uh, my commit, or I guess my practice to myself is getting more in routines. You know, it, like actually holding a routine because I've been doing a lot of dabbling. So. Uh, Every morning, I love to do some kind of reset, you know, so a Wim Hof type routine. Uh, there's variations of that. Like Spotify has some pretty cool stuff that, you know, it's just guided breath work. And they're all different. But like a simple one is, you know, Wim Hof. That's a kind of an aggressive one where it's like 30 big inhales that are like, <sighs> like it's like almost hyperventilating, but in holding. But that's what I've learned that 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 helps me kind of tolerate stress more so because there's you're actively like kind of forcing your body to do stuff that you don't normally do so anything to like pump oxygen through my body like will wake me up because i'm usually pretty tired because the kid uh, but, <laughs> but also like you know i'm i'm just i love to learn stuff so I'm, I'm a little later than i should be so that's part of the routine i'm trying to fix um so breath work you know any physical routine i gotta move my body so it might be kettlebells or, or, um, some kind of, I do a lot of, you know, resistance kind of training weights, some running, um, running is probably one I'll probably bring back in. It's a mindset. Like it's more meditative for me. And that's definitely from my dad. Like he used to run like six miles a day. So wow. he got me into it. Um, that was hint. One of the patterns that stopped in him that kind of let he stopped running. It's like, so when you kind of stop doing some of these things that make yourself happy, your mind feel good that's that those are the patterns you got to watch out for you know but um so it's things like that it's just the stuff that like kind of feeds the mind feeds my body and uh and just you know kind of just makes me feel good and and clearing out time for family i mean for me is like that's like the day's reset and you know and i kind of tick those boxes early in the morning before i start work work i'm feeling pretty dang good nice yeah. and so what's your what's your commitment obviously your goal as 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 partners is to have fun and not let the job overtake your life and family. Sure. Um, and, and as entrepreneurs, that can be pretty easy, right? To take, obviously take the work home. Sometimes this last year it's been right. Well, go from the living room to the kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but, but how are you intentionally stopping at the end of a day to be there for your wife and your daughter? That's good. Yeah. I, I, when I get lit up about a topic, it's hard, it's difficult, but that's more research, you know, and that's just like reading a book or something. So, I wouldn't call that working so much as more like feeding my mind for new things. So that's, that's going to happen in the evenings, but in terms of work, work, you know, I, I really, my job is to contain it in the office here. So we actually do have an office separate, a studio kind of separate from our homes. But when I'm here, like this is my place to just get it done. So my container, it's not always perfect, but my goal, at least 90% of the time it's contained here. And, um, but again, that, that changes when things are like, oh, that's really interesting. We should probably do, you know, like that's how Matt and I are. We get like excited kids sometimes. So we want to share things back and forth and then that could lead to work. But we're pretty good at stopping that, though, you know, but that's nice. more an uh, interest thing. So mine's mine's the problem at, at night when the, when the brain just starts doing its own thing, continuing that excited thing like, oh, I got to shut off for the family. But pff, once yeah. we're in bed. <laughs> it comes back on. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, 
what I've learned is to stop resisting that because everyone, like if you're lit up about something, there's a reason for it. So that's probably a cue to journal. That's what I would do is just write out the thoughts, like dump your mind, empty your mind as much as you possibly can. And, and it's almost like getting things done. The book first thing is, you know, clear your mind inbox, you know, just basically take it out of your mind. So that's what I do in those points. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Obviously you mentioned your wife. So we're going to jump into what was your most memorable date with your wife? Oh, date. I like that one. Well, actually, it was probably just this two, what, two weeks ago. We were down in Puerto Vallarta, and uh, it was fun because we had the family down there at this resort and luckily had no kid at the time. So we took her to uh, I took her to our favorite French restaurant on this resort. So that was fun. Um, and we've done that before. So it was kind of like nostalgic pre kids thing and sunset, you know, in French restaurant. I don't go to many of those. But I was like, yeah, so that. <laughs> nice yeah and obviously your your personal growth and and recognize the importance of of character as an entrepreneur um what what has character meant in your business with with you and matt and obviously your friendship you, you've had mm, a yeah. character together yeah yeah it's true yeah so like the way that it's it's kind of like um yeah seeing ourselves like understanding myself was a huge piece so doing a bunch of assessments like the disc assessment the disc you know acronym i think it's free if you google it up and find it that's a great one i think that one opened up our eyes to our own our personalities and what what lights us up and what doesn't light us up what's completely opposite so in in tandem like working with matt having a great business partner is or like a long-term business partner. It's pretty rare is what I've found. And, you know, that's just people on our podcast saying like, wow, what you guys have is kind of unique, you know, a partnership like this and you haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> so um, that might happen still, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it's like he took the assessment. So we both kind of combined our results and realized how like, Oh, here are the words or the statements and things that are triggers for him and vice versa. And, we kind of just know, oh, all right, well, we want each other to have fun and be happy and we have an agenda with our business. Well, let's understand how we click and then we kind of combine forces in a in a smart way. We know how to communicate with each other and like what, you know, what drains him emotionally or, or physically or, you know, mentally. And then like like people stuff calls, drains them. For me, kind of lights me up. So it's like... You know, that's that's something where it's been a learning thing over the years of how to manage that. Nice. Well, yeah. and it's it's almost a marriage, right? Like, obviously, you guys have been together longer <laughs> than you've had wives. And so it's true. Um, <laughs> I knew we, him. Well, yeah, yeah. Officially. Yeah. When I when I got to, yeah, with my wife, I was already with Matt. <laughs> those, but but those tools, they work the same. Right. I think I, people that can be good in business and have good relationships and connections can have good marriages in the same way because you're willing to communicate and you're willing to understand each other at a deeper level than typically and, and, and work together in your strengths rather than, you know, have expectations that aren't communicated. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, I think that, it, yeah, it's helped our marriages, I think in that sense, because yeah, we've had, you know, he had kids prior to me, you know, and, and so he kind of went through the stressors of, of parenthood sooner than I did. I didn't understand what he was going through until now, but like, you know, it's really cool to be able to talk with each other in a, in a way that like, we kind of have that understanding and, and can do that, you know, without the other person being like, ah, <laughs> come on, man. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. <laughs> well, and obviously the partnership works because you guys are, are making the business work, right? And yeah. if the business is crashing and burning, it's a lot harder to. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's actually the thing I left out is is um, is basically having a shared goal or an intention, like in a relationship, same kind of idea. But it's like if you had if you had a, like a whole separate goals and then like you're trying to work the same plan, you're probably going to have a lot of clashes, you know. So having that shared vision combined with understanding our own characters and how we kind of combine our business, then yeah, that, that's a huge piece right there. That's so good. Yeah. Now, obviously you guys recognize the value of contribution because you, you mentioned earlier, given, given all your best stuff away. Yeah. Um, what other ways have you, now that you're, you're making money, right. <laughs> yeah. Been able to use that um, to, to benefit others. Yeah. So being more mission focused has actually been a very recent thing of ours is realizing, Oh man, like to really push ourselves even further because we've always wanted to, we just had this pull like naturally just for ourselves is to give away stuff for free because we've been known and we're actually about to shut down some more stuff in our business that is just honestly not lighting us up. It might not be as profitable or even in some cases we have a physical component starting to kind of lose some money, you know? So we're like, okay, well, you know, we just got to pop, pop, pop. Let's be done with those things. And it's, it's kind of just fuels the vision of like, let's just lean on giving stuff away so we can then trust in ourselves. Like there's, there's endless amounts of way to monetize uh, anything content, just being one of them. But I mean, just making connections, you know, if uh, making partnerships happen, making a deal happen, you can kind of find yourself in the middle of that and get paid for it. There's when you kind of position yourself, within a bunch of people, or if you have a podcast like this, you kind of become the bridge in a lot of ways for people to further their agendas. So that's, uh, I don't know. I, I totally went off on a little tangent there, but I feel like that's like how we see, uh, that's just how we see business and kind of life in general, just be resourceful and, oh yeah, giving stuff away for free. It honestly, I think it attracts way more when you kind of just go out on a limb and, and start giving away stuff for free, but with, strategy behind it you don't want to be reckless yeah <laughs> you mentioned recently taking on a mission a mission mindset what what mission yeah so mitch i did mention it earlier is is a million entrepreneurs and uh and actually making their lives easier because that's that's the piece is making their lives easier mm -hmm. and and actually <laughs> that was a youtube there were there were comments from one of our youtube videos we actually asked our our audience like hey what was uh and you might have saw this <laughs> you might have seen this is um you know, what, what resonated from this video for you? What's one thing that stood out? And we had, I don't know, multiple people saying that statement. It was just said on the, on a cuff by either matter. I forget who, but they're like that, that felt good. Like that's what we all want is our lives to be a little easier. It could be through business, could be some mindset stuff, health. I mean, we talk about it all, you know, the future of marketing. We talk a lot about that too. So yeah, that's our mission. And, and we just put a number to it, a million. That feels good and that's going to drive us. So why the hell not? Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, and it's certainly doable, right? Like, yeah. It is. Know, everyone everyone can do that. If the mission you, know, yeah. you guys just talk to our, your friend in Australia and he's downloading a million, you know, True. <laughs> a million downloads. Like that's true. I mean, that's it's it's pretty wild. But that's the beauty is we've realized the world is small. And and like you're doing the right, the, the, you know, the thing of reaching out to Go to, go to the top, like you said, Cialdini, Robert Cialdini. I mean, this is another thing that Roland said to us is like, you know, you can definitely do the small asks of people, but 
<laughs> you'll quickly realize it's just as easy, if not easier, to go to the very top because it's kind of like go to the one that most people are scared of or the whoever it could be. It doesn't need to be a celebrity type, but like the thing that really the, the connection, like just go to the top because you're probably going to be it's just as easy and your returns are going to be much greater. Typically. Yeah, I have my top 100, but it's only has 77 names on it so far. So you're not reaching high enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Well, Matthew go. McConaughey and Mike Rowe are in the top. So we're. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's, you got to put Matt. Yeah, he's got to be on ours too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, it's a good strategy. I like that you're using that. Just, thing. <laughs> just, le- just listening to his uh, his last book was like, man, I felt like we were having this conversation, like <laughs> listening to his book. I so, heard it was good. I got to get that. I, it I, is. I, it yeah. is absolutely a standout conversation. And, and it really is like I felt like we were sitting around a campfire and he's just telling stories. And, uh, yeah, and you got to get the audible, right? Absolutely, because there's no other way to hear it other than hearing him read it in his own voice. Totally. Oh, I love so, it. I'm going to do that right after, after this. There, you have a credit hanging around. So. There you go. So, obviously, audience building has been a big thing. What what would you recommend for somebody trying to build their audience and, and reach reach new people? Oh, man. I, I, I swear I don't sound like a broken record, but honestly, like figuring out ways to give away stuff for free. Um, we just packaged it up as a podcast and that was our distribution, our platform that we wanted to control and, and, you know, share our wisdom or at least really the wisdom of others around us. But, uh, YouTube now is where we would start is a hundred percent start on YouTube in terms of like, I mean, anyone can do it. Everyone has a camera these days. It could start with your phone. You know, that's totally fine. And, and just know that you can, there's a lot of growth potential in a place like YouTube. Still, podcasts are great, but it's just a lot more effort to, you know, get the marketing engine going for that. But if you're using something like YouTube with the algorithms, capitalizing keywords, certain guest names, that's where we would we would start now, you know, if we were to start all over again. Nice. All right. You mentioned the, the one million is, is the one million. Obviously, it's your company goal. Is that your big dream? That's uh that's one of them. That's that's yeah, it's a business goal, I would say. But like. I got other, I mean, now because of my, my pops, my dad, I mean, he, he basically, uh, he got me on a mission now to, to help people with mental health and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, do suicide prevention type stuff out there. So actually one of the episodes last week, I, uh, I recorded something and shared my thoughts of what I learned the last two years. And I shared some of them here, but, um, that actually got the attention of, quite a few people, you know, and, and I put on that video, I'm like, this, this video is going to save a thousand people, a thousand lives. Mm. And obviously I'm never going to know if I achieve that, but I think it has over 2000 views now or people have seen it. So that's a good start. And, um, yeah, I mean, I actually got reached out by, I, or a couple of friends reached out to me saying, Hey, we're collaborating on some pretty large projects with, and I don't want to say the names cause it's not actually for sure yet, but the fact is like there there's some very large players that are doing mental health stuff. And they're like, Hey, we want you to support or help in, in some ways here in these projects. I'm like, man. So just putting that video out, I actually shot it in Mexico. Like I said, I was down there a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and that got the attention of a lot of people and, and it's cool. So now I, I can further a mission on that side outside of business, but I mean, it's all lumped. It's humans, you know? So. Yeah. yeah well, I'd love to introduce you to Fred, Fred Stokes. Cause his his big thing is he calls it Lint Brother. It's a new nonprofit he started, and he talks about you know men reaching in their pockets and pulling that little bit of lint out. But 
um, God gave him the words, Lint, life I never tell. And so wow. men have the life they never tell. And you need a brother that you can tell tell that life to and have those conversations. And that's what uh, that's the organization that he's building. Wow. And so he'd make a great guest for you guys and, and great conversation. Yeah, definitely a chat. So yeah. thank you. No, that's a great, great thought, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, definitely as a man in his 50s, recognizing how many men out there are suffering and struggling and and, yeah, and giving up, right? Losing hope. Um, yeah, and you're right. So yeah. It's, uh, it's a real thing. And, and uh, we just need to be able to have more people talking about it and helping men talk because they don't talk. They don't go to hospitals and they don't talk. Unless unless it's cut off and hanging and squirting blood, they're not going to the hospital. Ah, God, we're so dumb. We are. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a book that I'll recommend. I, I put this on the, the episode I told you about in the YouTube video. It's called Nonviolent Communications. Oh, yes. Do you know that one? I do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall Rosenberg. That's him. Yeah. So nonviolent yeah. communication. That thing, like I said it in the video, if I knew that and actually understood the attack, I feel like my dad would be alive still today. Hmm. Um, can't guarantee that. But I would at least be empathically able to listen to his emotions. And like, ideally, I can, you know, get him to verbalize what his emotions are, because that's what I think you're saying is most men don't know how to do that. Most people don't know how to do that, but let alone men. So well, men, men have been taught that they were bad, right? Like, you, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you loud or something, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, unmanly. It's unmanly to yeah. feel those emotions and express them. And so, yeah. 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 And, and maybe even more so in men in their fifties, sixties, like my, you know, like the generation from my dad and, you know, and yourself, I mean, I, maybe even more so then, you know, so yeah. Well, can, It'll affect next generation later. Right. Like, Sure. I think men losing losing hope, losing jobs, losing ability to support their families, losing their purpose of having family, mm -hmm. um, all those things combined together to to yeah. take away hope and and we need to to spread love and and hope and, yeah. and they need friends and so I'm yeah. on board with you and definitely love gonna it. actually I'm on another podcast next week and we're talking about Marshall Rosenberg's book so oh man cool I I. I... I mean, I don't even know him and I want to get him on the podcast, but he's one where I'm just like, I, I, I got to give that information out because it's like. Ab absolutely. Yeah. Joe, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time today. This has been a great conversation and just yeah. uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, this is, I had a blast, seriously. And so thank you so much and everyone watching, listening. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. We have a free gift for you at addvalue2entrepreneurs.com. We've created a collection of the top tips that have been shared on our show for entrepreneurs. Do you struggle with procrastination, putting off the work until the last minute? Well, you are not alone. Many of our clients start there. We are launching a new five-day challenge to help you take more action and make more money in your business. Each day is a 10-minute video lesson and a worksheet. If you take 15 to 30 minutes to do the worksheet, it will change your life and business and exponentially increase the amount of work you get done each day. Right now, it is only $27 and contains five of our best tools for helping you move forward. It can be found at addvalue2life.com slash action. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.